If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. This piece is published at straitstimes.com. Months of protests in Sri Lanka reached a crescendo on Saturday, July 9, when demonstrators stormed into the official residence of the president and the private home of the prime minister. The protesters say the leaders are responsible for the corruption and mismanagement that led to the collapse of the economy. Here is what is known so far. Severe fuel shortages and economic hardship fomented protests. For months, daily life in Sri Lanka has been upended by a fuel shortage. The prices of food and medicine have soared, power cuts have become the norm, and public transport is often shut to shore up fuel prices. Protesters have taken to the streets before, but frustration with these conditions and with the people seen as putting the country in dire financial straits came to a head, with demonstrators pulling off a peaceful takeover of the presidential residence. The coronavirus pandemic is partly to blame. It deprived the country of overseas tourists and crucial foreign currency that it needs to import fuel and medicine. Government mismanagement and cratering currency only exacerbated the shortage. The downward spiral was hastened by the war in Ukraine, which added more supply chain problems across the globe. In April, the government suspended payments on its international debt. More than a quarter of Sri Lanka's nearly 22 million people are at risk of food shortages, the United Nations said last month. The country needs $6 billion until the end of the year to buy fuel and other essential goods, but the question is where that money will come from. In Sri Lanka, government has become a family affair. The Rajapaksa family has dominated Sri Lanka's politics for much of the past two decades, and in recent years has increasingly run the island's nation's government as a family business. Mr. D. A. Rajapaksa, the family patriarch, was a lawmaker in the 1950s and 1960s. But it was Mr. Mahinda Rajapaksa, his son, who helped cement the family's ascent to prominence, rising to become prime minister and then president for two terms from 2005 to 2015. The Rajapaksas were briefly out of the government after losing in the 2015 elections, but they returned to power with Mr. Gotabaya Rajapaksa as their presidential candidate in 2019. Soon after, he brought his elder brother Mahinda back to the government as prime minister and handed key positions to several other members of the family. As the country's economy appeared to be headed for a crash, he made his brother Basil Rajapaksa the finance minister last July. In the face of intensifying protests, President Gotabaya Rajapaksa forced the family members in April to give up their seats in the government. The president has said he will give up his post on July 13, according to the Speaker of Parliament, who is also his ally. The Sri Lankan constitution clearly defines a line of succession, but whoever takes the reins will need to revamp the political system under the watch of an impatient, weary public. In more ordinary circumstances, the current Prime Minister, Mr. Ranil Wickremingsa, would become the acting president, now that Mr. Gotabaya Rajapaksa is said to be negotiating an exit. But on Saturday, Mr. Wickremingsa 
who many believe has been gearing up for just that possibility, announced his intention to resign as well. He said he would step down to allow an all-party interim government to take over, the Speaker of Parliament said. The next likely candidate as interim president is Mr. Mahinda Yapa Abewaridena, the 76-year-old Speaker of Parliament and a close ally of the Rajapaksa family. The acting president will have a month to organize the election of a president from among the members of Parliament. The winner will complete the two years left in Mr. Rajapaksa's term before elections are due. This particular article covered a lot of the uh, machinations of the political scene, but didn't just barely touched upon the force that drove all of these changes, the force that drove those resignations. The people have been protesting for months and months and months and really drove a massive protest on Saturday, July 9, that led directly to the resignations in the story. If you want to hear more about that, check out the last two days of People Are Revolting. And if you want to hear all the other stories and find all the back episodes, just go to peoplearerevolting.com. You can also follow on Twitter at People Revolting. Keep revolting. And thanks for listening. sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. I think you just nailed it. <laughs>